Hi everybody, welcome to another episode of the Go With Ego podcast. I am super excited for this episode because I have a very special guest, Professor Muthoni Mutsungali. Welcome to the Go With Ego podcast. She is a professor in the counseling department at Webster University. She's a member of the American Counseling Association, the Association for Counselors, Educators and Supervisors, North Central, the ACES, the Association for Assessment in Counseling, the AACE. She's also a nationally certified counselor. Munsungali's publication include a co-authored chapter in, in ACA's Handbook on International Council in 2013, as well as an article in the JCD on the development of counseling in Kenya. She earned her PhD in Counselor Education from the University of Central Florida. She holds an MA in Counseling from Hattiesburg College and a BED Arts from Kenyatta University, Kenya. Professor Munsungali, welcome to the I Go With Ego podcast and happy International Women's Day. Thank you very much, Igo. It's such a pleasure to be here and thanks for having me. Absolutely, yes. I, I thought of it. Which guest can I have that is dear to my heart and very important to me and can share our story and our experience as well? That's why I had to invite you over. Thank you so much for honoring me. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Could you tell my audience something about you, uh, something exciting that they would love to know about you? Something exciting about me? <laughs> wow, it's, um, that's a lot. I guess one thing about me is that I'm from Kenya. I probably want to put that out and I am I don't know how exciting this is I'm a mother of two girls uh, that are 16 and 13 and they bring me joy every day that's probably the thing that I love the most that I you know if I'm asked to share and especially on a day like this International Women's Day um, something that gives me great joy and pride that's great. Of yeah. course, we, we always love our mothers because they, there's something special <laughs> about them that sorry to fathers that the fathers don't have. <laughs> so I love your fathers, but we love our mothers dear to our hearts more. Uh-huh. There, there's an ongoing war now in Ukraine, mm-hmm. you know, with women and children bearing the worst impact of the unnecessary war. Mm-hmm. What's your take? I think the situation in Ukraine, I am familiar with the, the politics of it, but not very well versed with all of the details. But I know I see the images that we see on television, uh, women and children just in this really uncertain space. And I think they are the acknowledged victims of when we have conflict like this on any scale, whether it's at, at national level, international level, uh, at any level, when you have conflict like that, uh, oftentimes it's the women and children who bear the brunt of this uh, of these kinds of experiences. And I, my heart goes out to the women in Ukraine, you know, because and I'm, you know, like the I know one of the things I know is that the men have been asked to stay behind. Men between mm-hmm. a certain age, I think it's from 18 to 60, have been asked to stay behind so that they can defend their country. And so the women have had to leave their home. Imagine leaving your home with children, young and old, at whatever age the women are, and going to try to find shelter and refuge in some place that's not that's strange and, and new. So my heart goes out to them, and I just hope that, that the international community can find a way to address this situation and resolve it so that the people are able to be able to go back to their homes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, no one is a fan of war. Absolutely. And during times of war, women and children bear the brunt of the, the decisions that the bad decisions that leaders uh, somewhat make. Mm-hmm. I know because women have played a huge role in history, mm-hmm. you know, as change makers, as disruptors, as mm-hmm. agitators, mm-hmm. and drivers of the movement for a better world. Mm-hmm. But why do we need to celebrate Women's History Month? That's a really good question. And, and 
it's uh, you know when people talk about why do we celebrate uh, Black History Month, mm-hmm. it's the fact that we live in a world that is unfortunately when you think about gender equality and gender equity, uh, that we live in a male-dominated world. A lot of the power in this world, unfortunately, still is in the hands of men. Uh, so we are in many societies are, are very um, they are male-dominated. And I know there has been a lot of progress that women have made over the years, but it's not nearly enough. There's still a lot that has to be done. So when we talk about celebrating International Women's Day, it's recognizing the contributions that women make that often go unnoticed. It's recognizing the challenges that women still have to uh, encounter, that they have to fight against day in, day out, uh, just to get the recognition that they deserve. So women have done a lot. They're not doing any less than men have. In fact, if any thing they have done I don't want to say they have done more because we shouldn't be comparing but mm-hmm. the truth is that women have done a lot uh, in this world as they have brought about change in the communities that they live in uh, we talk about if you want to really impact a community work with the women because they have a really large impact they have a large effect uh, so celebrating women's day Every day should be Women's Day, honestly, Absolutely, right? Yes. Absolutely. Uh, but this is the one day that we really just take a moment to remember to remember the special and significant contributions that women are making. And it shouldn't be just uh, restricted to one day. If anything, we should remember these contributions all the time. But today is just one day that we we celebrate in a special way as a reminder uh, that we are deserving of respect and recognition because of the things that we do and because of who we are. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. I, I always use my mom mm-hmm. as an example. You know, mm-hmm. she's late now, 11 years. You know, I miss her so much. But mm-hmm. I, I, growing up, she was my pillar because every single thing I am today, I've, I learned from her. Mm-hmm. I see how well she did extraordinary things for children that, are not, that were not her own children because mm-hmm. she was a primary six, high, uh, primary six school teacher then. Mm-hmm. And I see how she used the small money she had to even pay for the kids that could not pay for their primary six entrance exam in Nigeria then, you know. So mm-hmm. mothers, they go beyond the, the extraordinary to, to do what mm-hmm. is necessary, not just for the kids alone, but for every kid around them that they know that the love is so special. And, I, and we're always very, very thankful. I have to, to say, when you mentioned your mother, Ego, it makes me think of my own mother. This morning when I woke up and I was thinking about International Women's Day, and I think about all of the women that have, you know, shaped me in one way or mm-hmm. other. And I think about my mother. She's also deceased, passed away in 2005. And I thought about it just like your mother. Uh, that's a really interesting story that we both have mothers who've passed on way too early, mm-hmm. right? But in her own way, in the village, she was uh, well ahead of her time. She cared about everybody. She, like our house was an open door. People mm-hmm. came and went. Nobody was a stranger. Mm-hmm. And the impact that she had, it still felt to this day. People remember her because of, of the work that she did and who she was and how she contributed to a small village mm-hmm. um, in the middle of nowhere, right? <laughs> uh, so I always think about that and, you know, I honor your mother. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. So what are some of the biggest challenges that women face today? And how will these challenges change in the next 10 years? Uh, some of the biggest challenges, I think it depends, I guess, on the on, on what realm or these professional on the domestic front. I think one of the most sort of insidious things that I see is the lack of recognition of the, what I think of as the unseen labor mm. that women do, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's in the home, that we run our homes, but you don't. It's almost like the, as if the work you do. Like, you know, nobody really recognizes that. We carry a burden that nobody sees. In the professional workplace, women uh, in in the professional realm as well, women do a lot of things that are not recognized. 
that are critical to keeping organizations going. So I think it's that unseen labor that women continue to be exploited and and do things for which they receive no recognition. A man doing the same thing, he's up there, oh, let's, you know, give him props, he's doing all of this. And But for women, we sort of take it for granted that they're going to do these things that they do. And just juggling uh, all of the, the things, as a professional woman, for example, juggling that and juggling your home responsibilities, I think that's, that's a huge burden. It leads to a lot of mental health issues amongst women because they're struggling. Sometimes you feel as if you're not good enough, you're wondering why am I struggling? Uh, should I not be expecting the help that I should be getting? Uh, and when you ask, you think maybe, uh, or you're made to feel as if you shouldn't be, like you should be doing that anyway. And so because of that, you internalize a lot of this conflict and then you result, you, you, the result could be anxiety, depression, all of which then has an impact on physical, you know, just your physical health, your mental well-being. So I see that as the unseen care, again, the unseen burden of, of the unseen labor and the effect it has on our health, mental and emotional. Yeah, and I agree. Even we'll go to the vice president later on in the questions, but mm-hmm. even in politics too, I remember when Hillary Clinton was running for president, there was all kinds of things about how, why is she wearing a trouser? Why is she doing this? And mm-hmm. it wasn't the same for, for Trump. The man she was running against or the same for the, the other men in mm-hmm. politics. So in every respect, professionally, even the home in mm-hmm. politics, there's such a, a, a huge burden that an expectations mm-hmm. as extraordinary for women than men. And, and it's, it's, it's disgusting to hear and to mm-hmm. see. As a professor that was once an international student, mm-hmm. I'll tell you she was an international <laughs> student. Yes. You know, how, how do you tell the story mm-hmm. to inspire current international students? So I think we acknowledge that being an international student is a difficult experience. Absolutely, It's exhilarating in many ways because you're exposed to so much. But the truth is that it can also be very, very challenging. So I think the first thing I want to do is acknowledge the fact that if you're an international student or if you're thinking of being an international student, you are braver than you can even imagine. Right. And the things that you encounter, a lot of people could not even imagine. And, and I'm here to say it does get better. <laughs> it does get better. People look at me and they wouldn't know my journey. I came here in 2001. When I came to the United States, I'm the oldest in my family. And at that point, my, my, you know, my siblings, nobody had a decent job. People were still in school. And it was really difficult. My mother was diagnosed with cancer in my first year when I first came to the United States. And then my father left the family. And so it was trying to support my mother, trying to support my siblings through school I took a job at a cookie factory I've never told you this no. I took a job working at a cookie factory uh, making Oreos actually oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and those little Debbie uh, cupcakes mm-hmm. but I was doing all of this so that I could send money back home so my mother could pay uh, could go for her treatment for her chemotherapy for her radiation we could pay school fees for my siblings that were in school and through all of that sometimes you get to a point where you're thinking I couldn't possibly do this but you find strength somehow you think about the people that have supported you up until that point the people that are looking up to you right Uh, that are wishing you well that are sending you this positive energy and then you wake up and you keep doing it and you keep doing it Uh, so it does get better hang in there it's very important to find find ways uh, find people that can be supportive to you I found people on my own journey that they didn't understand what I was going through, but they made an effort. They reached out. They supported me in the ways that they could. So don't go it alone. I love that you're doing this because I think one of the things that it does is it establishes a community, right? So don't try to go it alone because 
what's that saying that they say if you want to go far f- uh, if you want to go fast go alone go, yeah. if you want go to go far go, go together mm-hmm. don't try to go it alone find a community of people that supports you so that you can get through this but it does get better and you can do it so keep going absolutely yes Hi everybody, welcome back from the short break. I still have Professor Musungali here. First of all, thank you once more for being with me. It's good to have you here. Thank you. The great British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher once said, if you want something said, ask a man. But if you want something done, <laughs> ask a woman. How does this quote relate to feminism and the struggle to break biases in society? Wow. If you want something said, ask, ask a man. man. If you want something done ask a woman mm-hmm. i think it goes back to what we talked about earlier ego the whole idea of um women bearing the brunt of responsibility and that we have a sense of agency i think sometimes that is born from um just adversity uh so women have you have to be creative right if oh, yeah. you're raising kids you have to be thoughtful if even if you don't have kids whatever it is i think we have a capacity to to get things done so i do absolutely agree with margaret thatcher <laughs> uh that women we are the movers we are the shakers we do we get things done and then men take credit for the things that we do <laughs> and they proclaim it as their own so if you want something said ask a man there men are very good at making declarations mm. and not so good about doing the work i shouldn't make a general statement like that uh because i know there are good you know they are good hard working men mm-hmm. but if you think generally i think they are a lot better men are a lot better at talking the talk and women are a lot better about doing the work walking the work mm-hmm. but um and not necessarily looking for recognition or expecting recognition for what they're doing that's what has to change mm. that's what has to change i agree yeah you know from the introduction i gave earlier on i know you're a counselor mm-hmm. you're an experienced department chair at webster university mm-hmm. how has this experience been for you <sighs> uh, you know <laughs> I, i'm not just as a woman but as a woman of color as well too being a department chair anywhere is not an easy job. Being a department chair at a at Webster, uh my department that I run for 6 years is a really large department. At the time that I started, we had over 1000 students scattered across 21 different campuses. It's very challenging. I don't want to it's it's kind of hard to think of what to say because you, I don't want to put my colleagues or you know Webster in a in a paint them in a bad light but Webster is a microcosm of society right okay. so what happens here is really what happens in other places mm-hmm. right so there's again the, the idea of especially being a black woman there's an article i forget who wrote about this ab- about the knapsack that we carry that when we talk about unrecognized labor of women then add on to that there's a intersectionality again the unseen labor of black women right that people don't recognize the work that you do i don't feel that i, I that i really ever got credit for all of the work and all of my accomplishments at webster to be honest with you uh, and, and yeah i'm not particularly happy about that but i but it's you do a lot of work and you have to fight as a department chair you're fighting for resources mm-hmm. and then as a black woman people might assume because you're cuz i tend to be sort of you know i'm i'm forward i'm i'm assertive so as a black woman then it's a fine line between being assertive and then being seen as combative mm-hmm. because i want to be directed as for resources that our department needs right so then people could label you as you're always causing trouble but i saw it as my part in, as being department chair is to get resources 
resources for my department to to provide leadership for my department so that was um, a tough experience but thankfully I'm a counselor uh, I have some useful tools that I fall back on and among those is you know a group of people that I can rely on uh, but it's it's a difficult task eagle yeah. yeah it's challenging you know leadership in of itself is, is hard and of mm-hmm. course being black uh, you know being a woman mm-hmm. and leading other people that are of different race and different color it, it, mm-hmm. we don't want to we don't like to play the the victim card but it, it, we see these things they're there mm-hmm. and we hope um when we speak out that people understand mm-hmm. that it's from a good place and not from where they labor us as uh, as uh, you know as angry people most mm-hmm. times and uh, you can only get better from there Right. And I also do have a right to be angry, Absolutely, right? Yes. But it's almost as though like being a black woman, you shouldn't be. So you're but why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, I am human. I have I experience a wide range of emotions. Anger is one. Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't have to not experience and express that when I feel it because other people don't have to do that. Uh so I I shouldn't be treated any different. Um and it's a useful emotion actually. Right? I agree. It prompts <laughs> us to it it encourages you to do to get things done. So yeah. uh, I think we should be entitled to our anger as much as we want to. I agree. Well, mm-hmm. on December 18, mm-hmm. I had the honor of sharing a space with you. Yes. You were awarded the mentor of the year by Vintendo for Africa. Mm-hmm. What did it mean to you and what other efforts are you currently leading? Mentor of the year. That was such an honor to be honored that way by Vintendo for Africa. Part of I I I feel, you know, when they say to whom much is given, much is required. I've been incredibly blessed. I've been very very lucky on my journey. Uh I've encountered a lot of challenges, but I've also had a lot of uh, of good things happen to me. And so I feel such a sense of responsibility to use my knowledge and expertise and the skills that I have to help other people as well. So mentoring whether it be women, girls, uh, our youth, uh African youth in the St. Louis area. That's something that I take very seriously. So I do a lot of that because I feel that it's such an important part of my it's a responsibility that that I have. I it's not a choice. I must do that. Uh, so I've been talking with Jeff actually, uh Vitano for Africa uh CEO about just other ways to continue doing that, especially when it when it comes to promoting awareness on mental health in our community, educating mental health literacy in our community and and continuing to mentor our youth our women and also men because they're an important part of our community so there are lots of things in the works that, that I'm involved in and I'm hoping to see them come to fruition in the next couple of months absolutely well we we'll look yeah. forward to that to seeing them as well too so thank you and I'll keep my audience posted as well too <laughs> when it comes out mm-hmm. we have our first um, female vice president mm-hmm. ever in american history yes vp kamala harris you know um, i'm a big I'm a huge fan trust me mm-hmm. kamala harris and i hope to work for her one day mm-hmm. you know um who is a woman of color yes so what does her emergence uh, as a first vice president mean to women mm-hmm. and girls all over the world representation matters and it's it's really good to see a person like her where she is because it says to many women and girls around the world a lot of black and brown women and girls that you too that you don't have to put a ceiling on your dreams 
that you can go after what it is your heart desires. So seeing somebody, that's why it's so helpful to see a person like me and you decide, oh, I also can be a professor, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have to come from a rich family. You can come from any sort of background and that nothing is without reach, right? So I think it's a sense of hope. And hope is probably the most important thing in this world. Without hope, we are nothing. And with hope, there is no limit to what one can achieve and do. So Kamala Harris, I love her. I love what she stands for. Uh, she has received, oh my God, I cannot stand sometimes to see on social media all of the hate that she is subjected to. But she is such an inspiration to women and girls everywhere. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Mm -hmm. You know, before I let you go. Yes. For all the young ladies mm -hmm. and women and international students out there hoping mm -hmm. and believing for a better world, mm -hmm. what words do you have for them? Go for it. Mm. Make it happen. Don't sit on the sidelines waiting for other people to do it. Um, you too, you have the ability, right? You have the ability that your limits are only as big as they're really in your mind that mm. there isn't really anything you can't do if you want to so go for it and 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 make it happen make it a reality absolutely yeah. well you all have heard professor musoni musungali you know uh, she's uh, an embodiment of intelligence oh. a wonderful person so when i look up to all the times and i'm so excited to always have a conversation with her thank you so much for honoring me i'm truly truly grateful thank you so much oh thank you ego and happy International Women's Day to all of the women and girls out there and happy International Women's Day to especially women who are suffering from things like domestic violence, mm -hmm. domestic abuse, sexual trafficking, gender violence and discrimination. You know that we have to remember that, especially mm -hmm. on a day like today. So thank you for having me on a, on this very day. Thank Such you. an honor. Thank you so much. Well, well, thank you all so much for, for listening. And I hope you all be safe. Please show love to everyone close to you. Show love to your mom. Show love to your aunt. Show love to your wives and your girlfriends. Everybody out there, be safe. Until I come your way again, I'm, I remain your host, Ego Kelly Kakite. Thank you. Thank you.